The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Welcome to the 2023 NFL Playoff Super Show for Belly Up Sports, uh, presented by SeatGeek and Righteous Felon uh, Jerky. I'm your host, Nathan Nguyen. You may have seen me before on the Backup to the Backup podcast, uh, where we talk about Giants football and whatnot, but that's not the point. Uh, we got a great show for you guys today. We're talking NFL playoffs. We're going to have so much fun. We have a number of hosts that will join us today. Uh, or other guests, I should say, that will join us from the, their respective shows to talk about the NFL playoff landscape. Like you just saw, 14 teams are now in the playoffs, and one champion will be crowned in just a month or so at Allegiant Stadium uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Like I said, I'm not going to be alone today. We're gonna have, uh, we have a number of guests uh, that will join me. And first off, we'll bring in my co-host of the Backup to the Backup podcast, my guy, Brian Germanaro, that's my guy, fellow Giants fan, uh, my co-host in the podcast. I love him to death. He's been a great addition to my pod, and uh, unlike my previous co-host, he's been consistent <laughs> with me and very understanding. Uh, Brian, how you doing, my guy? It's good to see you again. I'm doing great. It's good to see you, too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Our season uh, in terms of the Giants is over, and uh, eventually we'll discuss the firing of our, well, not firing, but resigning of our defensive coordinator in Wake Martindale, but... Uh, We'll discuss that in just a bit with our fellow other guests, but good to see you, Brian. Um, and up next, that will join us. Jared Klim of the Corner Booth Podcast will join us in less than half an hour as well, so he'll uh, join when he does, whenever he does. Uh, but another guest I want to bring on today, he is the host or co-host of the Belly Up Fantasy Football Show. Uh, you guys saw him on many occasions this year. And then just about less than a week from now, he'll be hosting the Belly Up Fantasy Baseball Show. Uh, he's a very big Patriots fan, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's a Dodgers fan as well for baseball, which I honestly hate and not hate, I guess, because of the whole Shohei Otani stuff. But nonetheless, uh, he is one of the best um, creators at Belly Up Sports, Kevin Wilson. Sir, how you doing? I'm doing great, and uh, just to correct one thing there, uh, I'm a Seahawks guy. Seahawks. Not Patriot, okay? No chance on the Patriots there. <laughs> um, and uh, I stand uh, accused of being a Dodger guy, have been for years and years. I know that they're hated throughout the land, but that's okay by me. And uh, so they're whatever jealous. happens there happens. That's right. And so uh, – I'm excited about today's show, and uh, 
as you said, we got uh, lots to talk about, and I'm ready to get into it. Yes, yes. So my apologies, but I don't know how I got Patriots. I yeah. I don't see. know either. That's clear on the other coast, <laughs> and uh, never been a Patriots guy, and uh, especially with the uh, interception at the goal line, <laughs> certainly crystallized that. So, um, but we'll you know I've lived to deal with it. Exactly. All righty. But in Seattle. Almost getting into the playoffs this year, but unfortunately the Packers ended up winning their game. So Seattle would have been in the playoffs if the Packers did lose, but it's okay. There's always next season. That's um, right. Yes, sir. The host of the Captain Lou Extravaganza, another one of the uh, one of the best creators at Billy Up Sports, uh, Lou Gamlin joins us as well. Uh, Lou, how you doing? Hey, I couldn't be any better because I am sitting smack dab in the middle of the capital of the college football world because we are the national champions baby so <laughs> beautiful it's a beautiful day in the state of michigan and our lions are division champions for the first time in 30 years some of you guys weren't even born the last time we won the division so life is good where i'm at right now man glad to be on the show yes sir thank you Lou, for joining us once again of course i was born in 2000 so you're probably right i wasn't born uh when the lions last won the division that's, that's but, almost uh, 10 years after that i know right <laughs> we don't need to talk about that right Lou? hey the past is past baby now we got the rams to look forward to can't wait Woo-hoo, matthew stafford that's, and jared Goff. That's right. gonna, yes sir we'll discuss that as well uh what later a story on that show. is yeah oh 100 i agree um joining us as well from Morgan Man Sports, you guys seen him a lot uh, with his TikTok work, uh, because let's let's face it, our us uh, I guess teenagers or whatever use TikTok a lot, and that's why that's why we're expanding towards that platform. Uh, but he's the host of the Morgan Man Sports podcast. You've seen him a lot, Stacy Morgan, Morgan Man, as we all know him, uh, my guy. We spoke before, and it's been a while, but uh, how you doing? Oh man, I'm doing I'm doing good, man. Just. Uh grinding away right now currently on uh this friday's podcast episode and getting ready for more social media content for tomorrow yes sir yes sir your falcons had a rough ending to to this season uh but uh you know we will i have some questions about uh this season's use of Bijan robinson because we thought there's gonna be some there uh, needed certainly be answered for those for those who drafted him in fantasy in whatever league it was, whether it was a belly up league or a separate league. If you listened to myself. me, you knew not to take him at the fifth spot of the first round. I should have listened That's to you. That's all I'll say about that. I got him in the second round. I thought it was a steal. Turns out it was neither. Uh, I think it was seven. So, <laughs> it was a bad mistake, but I overhyped him too much. And uh, yeah, finally, joining us from theater and college hoops, uh, he's a guy I haven't met until legit like 15 minutes ago uh, or so. Uh, but his work uh, with this podcast is outstanding. Subi, uh, well, I guess this is our first time meeting. Uh, but how you doing, man? It's it's good to see you. Doing well. NFL playoffs coming, Nathan. Great to meet you. Great to see all of you guys here. Uh, Nathan, I will say the reason you got Kevin confused as a Patriots fan is because I'm a Patriots fan. There you go. All right? <laughs> okay. So that's – excuse the confusion. No worries there. But as I look yeah. around our – representatives here uh it is very clear lou is the football alpha in the group right (laughs) none of us have made the postseason i'm worried about whether or not who my next head coach is going to be i know we're going to get to black monday here nathan mike vrabel all that good stuff uh but also excited to talk about 
teams that actually put a good product out on the field, despite the fact that the Patriots did beat two playoff teams. I don't know how the hell they did it. I don't know how they beat the Steelers and the Bills, but they, they did it. count for two of those. Yeah, I, I didn't. It's good to be here. Yes, sir. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. And then, of course, Jared Klim from the Corner Booth Podcast will be joining us uh, in just a bit. Uh, he's coming home from, from work and uh, some power issues going on around the neighborhood. So I hope uh, everything will be okay with him and everyone else in the uh, area. But, um, well, guys, like uh, like Subi just said, right, uh, all of us or our teams, I should say, are not in the playoffs except for Lou and the Detroit Lions, uh, <laughs> which you would think, right, meaning coaches are going to get fired. Um after our team's final game of the season. And for me and Brian, our Giants are most likely not going to fire Brian Dable unless some magical thing happens like tomorrow or something that I just jinxed. That wouldn't be magical. That's not the right word. No. So, I, don't, I, I'm, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I, I'm, we're over here dealing with a defensive coordinator resigning yeah. and he's not getting fired or he decided to resign and go back home. I don't know. I heard he was on a plane to go back home and I, I don't know what's going on with with uh with with uh wink martindale but uh look I, black monday we kind of expected uh a few coaches to get fired i mean look i was at midnight i think uh monday what was it called uh arthur smith was fired if i'm not mistaken they didn't even Legit wait at midnight yes that, that's right 12 1201 a.m wow that's <laughs> respected like, I, I was. I live in the West Coast. I'm sure you guys live. All of you guys live in the East Coast. If I'm not mistaken, correct? I'm. I'm in Texas. Texas. Okay. Georgia. I'm in the Midwest. I'm in Chicago. A lot of Central Time Zones here. Yeah. That's right. Oh, you would think it was mostly East. I, I thought you guys were in the East Coast or, or all in the East Coast time, but I guess not. Um, no, that's supposedly where time begins, as I've been told in the past. But uh, Central. I've told my whole life, and I've been in it so. <laughs> Well, I mean, regardless, like, like you guys mentioned, at 12.01 uh, Eastern time, uh, Arthur Smith was pretty much out the window, which to be expected, we'll, we'll get to that as well. But uh, guys like Ron Rivera were fired as well from the Commanders. We had Mike Vrabel getting fired today. Um, and um, look, there may be more coaches on the way uh, that are getting fired. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but uh, I think the first question I want to uh, discuss with you guys and the rest of our audience uh, is that, well, are we surprised with any of these uh uh, coach firing so far? Is there some that um, you didn't understand, I guess is the right way to say it? Who may be next, in your opinion? Let's start with uh, with Kevin uh, in terms of these questions. Well, I was I was not expecting Vrabel, to be quite honest, to get uh, the axe because what has he had to work with the last couple of years up there other than Henry? And uh, they, they made a horrible decision last year and they drafted Burks and and it, it, it I don't know if he was invo- if he was involved in that decision then maybe it's the right thing to do but uh, he, he sh- I think he should have got at least one more year to, to to get maybe things turned around a little bit and especially when they just came off of beating Jacksonville and and, and saying hey you are not making the playoff mm-hmm. so uh, everybody else Arthur Smith that whole you can't do what you did, draft a Bijan Robinson and then forget how to use him. You've got uh, the you know the tight end that was supposed to be tight end or tight ends, and he's disappeared completely from the scene. And you got Drake London over there, and and he doesn't know how to use any of those guys. And so there's no there's no 
secrets of why he got booted. Especially he's running around the field. Looks like he's getting ready to punch Dennis Allen right in his face. Can't and, blame uh, him. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you talk about coaches that uh, need to get the heave-ho. Dennis Allen's got to go to the top of that list to me. But uh, so that that's where I'm coming in. Uh, Arthur Smith needed to go. Rivera needed to go. And so I'm not surprised by either of those two guys. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I mean, our uh, Falcons expert, Morgan, will – I'm sure have his opinion on the whole Arthur Smith and whatnot, but uh, we'll go to Lou now. I guess we'll go clockwise, I guess, uh, next with Lou. Are you surprised by any of these moves, uh, Lou? Or uh... Well, uh, I was, uh, like Kevin, I was slightly surprised that Vrabel got fired today, and I agree with him 100%. That's, uh, that's like they're in no man's land right now. Uh, the quarterback situation isn't the greatest. Uh, Derrick Henry's probably done. Uh, it sounds like it anyways. In Tennessee, uh, is, I think exactly, yeah. and uh, their defense is average at best. I just think that uh, he didn't have a whole lot to work with, but I think it's going to be for him. I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise because I just have a gut feeling that something's going to open up in uh, in New England, and I think they're going to go after him hot and heavy. The other ones, I'm not surprised. Uh, Arthur Smith, uh, I think, uh, yeah. I, I think he wore out his welcome there a little bit, and uh, Ron Rivera the same. And I, they've got a new ownership group in Washington, so that doesn't surprise me at all. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Jim Harbaugh ends up there, if not in L.A., um, because he'll be closer to his brother and his family and everything over there. So, no, not really super surprised. Uh, I'm sure the axe isn't done swinging yet. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia gets beat this weekend by Tampa Bay. Sirianni <laughs> would be gone. And that would be amazing. That'd be wild, wow. but it, I, that's I wouldn't be surprised with Philly. You never know. Exactly. Yeah, for, with Sirianni and the ego, there's there's something wrong uh, with that team, especially yeah uh, when he you know acted the way he did after that Chiefs win, which was like by the skin of their teeth. Yeah, he acted. A, kind of an immature way and then after you know karma you know bites back mm-hmm. i guess is the right way to say it and then the eagles have been struggling since that game um so yeah that's someone i'm definitely uh looking at as well and many of us are you know in terms of coaches being fired at the end of the season when the super bowl ends and whatnot uh what about you brian are you surprised by any of these uh firings or is, is someone else do you think uh might get fired in the next coming days I mean, I would love for Nick Sirianni to get fired because I think he acts like a 16-year-old on the sidelines for most of his games. But my my, my hatred of Philly has been well-documented. Um, yeah, I don't want to seem like I'm beating that horse here, but the Rabel firing is completely shocking. You know, four consecutive winning seasons. And, you know, they had all this rumors of, you know, New England wanting Rabel and all that. Why not wait until the New England situation is figured out? And then, you know, if an opening becomes – try trading Vrabel to New England and getting a draft pick. That that just seems like poor asset management on my part. And everyone else is right. Vrabel, um, Arthur Smith needed to go. Rivera needed to go. We're, we're not done yet. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah, well, you know, like you just mentioned, we don't want to keep beating a dead horse. And I I, I hate the fact that <laughs> that uh, Stacy, you know, I have we have to discuss this with you because you're Falcons, right? It's just <laughs> – 
I, I just don't understand. Like, I just, you know, I, I wanted the Falcons to succeed this year because of the B. John Robinson thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you would think, like Kevin mentioned, you know, Kyle Pitts, the tight end, the tight end of all tight ends, the next big thing, right? Drake London's a promising young star. The quarterback situation was a bit murky, but Desmond Ritter isn't the, well, I thought coming into the season wasn't the worst option. But, I mean, to finish 7-10 and 10 and to be as mediocre as, the Falcons Especially in that division, seven and ten is yeah. undefensible in that division. <laughs> yeah, like with the record you guys finished with, you guys almost made the playoffs. But um, yeah, being the Falcons expert you are, what what do you think of the whole Arthur Smith stuff, Stacy? Are you surprised, or do you feel like uh, this is the right move? Well, is there someone else you have your eye on uh, for the Falcon mm-hmm. job? What what are your thoughts on all this? Well, honestly, I'm surprised about. But Arthur Smith getting fired. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, Mike, Mike, Mike Vrabel is honestly the one I'm surprised about getting fired from Tennessee, just like Kevin, Lou, and Brian, all of them. Um, but, yeah, Arthur Smith, definitely it was coming after three straight seasons under his belt, 7-10, and 10, mm-hmm. not utilizing the offensive weapons that was, what, in the top four, top ten, all that every single season and yeah it was it was just time to go i think but and not trying to reveal like who i have in my to-do list for the falcons 2024 off season which i'll be coming out this friday 6 a.m eastern standard time um i will mention one name and that is jim harbaugh from michigan i would love to see him coach for the atlanta falcons I like it. I hope uh, your twenty twenty four plan may include a new quarterback. I don't know. Do we believe in Desmond Ritter, guys? Do we believe in him? Heineke? No, 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 no. Sheesh, you guys are harsh, man. I tell you, I thought I'd get one yes at least. Real harsh if that's what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, before we go on, like Desmond Ritter is not like a complete bust. If he was under the right system like a Kyle Shanahan system or Sean McVay, dude, Desmond Ritter would be balling right now, I personally think. I believe in Heineke. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in Heineke magic. The commanders did too, and they still are not good. They're still not good. We could go with magic, but it got got slayed down there in Atlanta. I believe the Heineke magic. It's still somewhere there. What about Mac Jones magic? Oh no, that's let's be realist here, Nathan. Um, yeah, he's done uh, in a Patriots uniform. I, I do think it's fair for him to get another shot potentially elsewhere uh, for a team that's looking to win and a better offense, better offensive weapons. But as it relates to the coaches, Nathan, um, very shocked by Vrabel. I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I, I think I'm duplicating what a lot of folks are saying. What I find really interesting is and maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment right now. I don't know how you guys feel, but the crop of quote-unquote free agent coaches or coaches that are available and those that are cycling out, I don't know if the names have been bigger. I really can't remember like a Jim Harbaugh that's going to be available, potentially. Bill Belichick, potentially available, right? I'm, I mean, this is way far-fetched, but who knows about Lincoln Riley? I don't know, right? Like that, that's, that's very far-fetched, but these names are pretty big. And I think they're they're a big deal. And so uh, Vrabel, right? I didn't think Vrabel would be available via firing. 
I kind of see the vision, like very slightly. I'm doing my best to defend the Titans here in terms of justifying their vision, which is, I think, a complete teardown. Just like burn the boats, get everything out of here. It's got to be. Yeah. And it's like, Rand Carthen, do your thing. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work because finding a head coach is difficult in this league. So those are a couple of the things that I'm most looking forward to is these vacancies could be filled by household names. I think these vacancies are not going to be filled by maybe OCs or DCs that the, uh, you know, I would say the the casual fan doesn't know about. Folks yeah. know about Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel. Well, Subi, you know, that's a great point you bring up with Tennessee. They remind me a lot of the Lions when Barry Sanders retired. Uh, they had a quarterback that left, or I'm sorry, a running back, a Hall of Fame running back that left. Um, they got rid of their coaches and they didn't have a quarterback and they were in no man's land there. And it took, hopefully for Tennessee, it doesn't take 24 years. Like it took them, uh, to win a division, but boy, oh boy, it looks so eerily similar there right now. They're going to have to do a total rebuild. I totally agree with you. And I agree with you, Lou. If you're a head coach, why would you want to step into that situation where you know, you're not going to win? For, for you know, they should have left Rabel there to kind of just, you know, if nothing else, to, yeah. you know, build things a little bit. And, and, and especially if you're a name head, head coach, yeah. why would you want to go to Tennessee? Why? I agree. I think they're going to hit rock bottom before they start anything. And are you going to be that coach that's going to be the want to be the sacrificial okay. lamb there for two to right, three right. years? By the time they start winning, you'll be long gone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh man, look, when when I um you know, I could sit here and, and laugh at the Patriots, but you know Feel free. That's okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, the Patriots and the Giants are in the same boat, you know. We're, we're coming. They they deserve some come up and That's all right. Yeah, I can so if I you want to lay it on the Patriots, my wife you go ahead and do that. <laughs> oh man, but look look, you know, it's It'll be interesting with with the Patriots. You know, we know about Belichick and his his role. You know, not only as a coach, but also as a GM. And my cat, so. which you can see right behind me, agrees. <laughs> Patriots. <need help. laughs> oh man, well yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, for me, I, I just think that um, so far that the coaching firings that have happened have so you know so far have yeah not been surprising as well. Um, for me, names like Eberflus from Chicago is someone I thought may because if for me. Um, and also, this kind of ties in with this with, with, with the question from our audience, uh, Hector. Um, what should the Bears do with the first pick? Well, first off, to answer that question, I think they should trade it to the Giants so we can no. get Caleb Williams. But I digress. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. You know, you, <laughs> what are you willing to give up? That's not, that's not I'll give up Daniel Jones. Oh, I will oh, give. Up. We're still not there. <laughs> wow. Oh no, the train has come off the. Tr- Really oh no, <laughs> that's such a deal breaker. Daniel Jones. And we'll throw in Tommy DeVito for the for the, the story. Uh, yeah, for the story. Yes, sir. Um and look who's here. It's Jared Klim from the oh, Corner Booth Podcast. What's going on, Jared? What's going on? Well, th- hey fellas, I was looking a little uh looking a little uh too pedestrian in here. Some of y'all don't have enough hot enough takes. I gotta throw some gasoline on the fire. Says the, guy, says the guy Gasoline whose team is, is struggling so far. They are down. Like Nate, it took our backup for you guys to beat us for the first time in a decade. Oh, so, no! I mean... <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. Gasoline. 24-0 with your stars on the field. You right? actually thought we showed up for that game? I swear Jalen Hurts broke his finger on purpose to get out of that bullshit. I think it's almost – so here's my thinking about the Giants stadium. I love 
New Jersey as a whole as a state. My family is from New Jersey. But that recycling bin you guys call a stadium with that instant injury you guys call a turf is an abomination to football. The fact of the matter is the Maras may be cheaper owners than the Johnsons, and that's hilarious to me. But that being said, we'll play y'all on a grass field any day of the week. I'm just happy nobody died, okay? When AJ was walking off the field on his own power, I'm like, oh, thank Christ. Lose us the game. I don't care. Just get us off this godforsaken shit pile of a field. But nice to see y'all. Lou, Kevin, Morgan, Brian, nice to meet you officially. You get to go to another shit pile field in Tampa on Monday night, man. Hey, listen, Lisa's grass. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hey, listen, as somebody who did about eight or nine years playing like like super competitive and then like adult and flag football and college and all that stuff, right? Like, I'd rather play on grass field any day, man. Turf field just screams, hey, your ACL is going if you don't get careful. So, but fellas, I'm happy to be here, man. It's uh, it's good. I, I appreciate you guys waiting up for me, right? Um, it's hurricane force winds and rain up here in Connecticut right now. So yeah. driving home in my truck was a nightmare. You, Jared. So we just went through that. So you, yeah, it's all good. We know what right. you're going through. Now that I've uh, kicked kicked the uh, the can down the road and caused a bunch of chaos, what's going on? What's the topic? <laughs> uh, we just finished talking about the coaching. You know, we know about Black Monday and everything, Jared. About you know, with the coaching's getting fire left and right and stuff like that. We know Arthur Smith, Ron Rivera, Mike Rabel, so on and so forth. Are you surprised by any of these moves by any chance? Uh, we, I think someone mentioned, I forgot who it was uh, a few minutes ago about Sirianni possibly. No, he's not oh, going no. anywhere. The guy, oh, the guys okay. won, the guys won more games in his first three seasons as an, NFL, as an Eagles coach than anybody in franchise history. So we can stop that right okay. there. He uh, had a bad season. He needs coordinator yeah, I, because I that man can't. That man can't coach himself offensively out of paper bag. And Brian Johnson should be a QB coach at best, not a offense coordinator. That being said, Frank Reich will be the next offense coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. You can book that here first. That being said, he listen, the connections to Sirianni, the connections to Philadelphia, he doesn't want to coach anymore. Anytime you have to work for a moron like David Tepper, you know your, your life expectancy goes down. That being said, the one thing that surprised me was the fact that one Ari Mirov jumped the gun about the Mike Vrabel headline. He was not fired. He was It was a mutual parting of ways. Like I heard, I had to like, I, cause I saw the, I got a text from our former intern now co-host Chris. He said they fired him. I'm like, they didn't fire him. Just let me look. They wouldn't fire Mike Vrabel. But the, the word on the street was that both sides wanted a mutual parting of ways. Cause I think either Vrabel wants to go to New England, Los Angeles, or possibly coaches on a moderate Ohio state. Cause Ryan day, once again, one of these coaches who can't coach themselves out of a paper bag. That being said, the Vrabel one surprised me. Riverboat Ron, I'm so happy for him to get out of there. The poor right. guy has been sitting there taking shotgun shells every year as the commander's right. head football coach. So that all being said, I think that was the best case scenario. Arthur Smith getting fired at 1201. I usually don't laugh at somebody's misfortune. I wonder if he left dying the when I saw that. They waited in the they waited 59 seconds to fire that man. <laughs> <laughs> let me let you think that in most coaches, they wait till three or four o'clock. I, I, I know most of you guys have been covering football either at this network or never before this. Kevin, you and me have been here probably the longest. What That's is right. it? Usually, it's usually about two o'clock the next day we start getting fired. That's right. Was, right. And you know, you get give a guy a chance to clean out his office and you know, you know, say hey to your <laughs> you know, the guy, the, the group, you know, whoever that dusted his desk and stuff like that. But no, they fired him from his bed. So. 
Hey, listen, they did something between Herm Edwards, Lane Kiffin, and like right. they said That's we'll find was, something in they, between. Did they leave him at the airport? No, listen, or you could be like, or you'd be like Howie Roseman to basically tell uh, Jonathan Gannon, yeah, don't get on the plane. After that game plan against the Chiefs, don't get on the plane. True story. That being said, the I think the most surprising was Mike Vrabel. I, I really feel like the Titans are going to regret this only because nobody can build a team culture like he can. He is one of the he's one of those coaches that kind of reminds me of the coaches of like later year, early years with like the Andy Reeds, the Belichicks, the the Marty Schottenheimers, the Dick Vermeils, where they built cultures around the team. And it's not just some guy who's five years older than me who was associated <laughs> with Sean McVay or had a cup of coffee with him. So that being said, um, I definitely think Mike Vrabel was the one that surprised me. And also, any coach who, who threatens to cut his member off to win a Super Bowl, that's a coach I'd play for. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's that, that's Jared two cents on a Black Monday. I think teams who are looking for a head coach just need to find the next Dan Campbell because that guy can just, oh man, he can motivate a team. Lou knows. Lou knows his lines. Yep, yep. Lou, you know, you know how it goes. Dan Campbell, it, that it, man. Yep. You know what's funny is when they when he got hired, you know, the whole kneecap speech. Everybody was making fun of him, laughing at him. <laughs> Across the country, and it's great to see people having to backtrack off of that now. And all of a sudden, he's a great motivator. Um, the gambler—they call him Dan Gamble here in in the Detroit area. Well, we, and, we saw that against the against the Cowboys. Yeah. He reported. Decker reported. He reported. Whoever it was, they reported. The refs he, are. Oh man, I hate the refs. Well, you know well, what, guys? They're setting it up. The NFL scriptwriters are setting up because the you heard here first. The Lions will beat the Rams on. Saturday or Sunday, whenever they play, Sunday and then night. the Cowboys will beat the Packers. But what will happen is these two teams will play each other again. And Motor oh. City Dan Campbell, who I have been driving the fan train of since day one, because <laughs> you'd give me a coach who says he's dunk, doing double dunks of espressos and biting kneecaps, I'll grab a rifle and fight for that man. So <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> Dan Campbell and the Lions are going to be a problem in the postseason. I think the funniest thing about this, I don't know how much you guys have talked about it in the postseason already, but no, we haven't got if into you're, that. If you're a gambler like me, go, just just hand in at least a twenty or two to the <laughs> sports books. You're going to lose money this, this next couple weeks because all Good bets season. are off now. All <laughs> yeah. bets are off now. The one team that does not want to, that should not have given themselves a two week buy in the 49ers gave themselves a two week buy. Because I think they were the team that was looking like they were starting to cool off a little bit after their high of stomping these losers into the ground. So after that, you know, you have the, the Lions who played hard and beat the Vikings. Because then again, you know, me, Kevin, and Luke and up beat the Vikings at this point. And right. <laughs> th- then you throw in the fact that Philadelphia gets a nice tune-up game against Baker Mayfield who can barely walk straight. And then you throw in the fact that the the Packers are, I think, seven of eight in the last ten, or seven of eight in the last no seven of eight in their last eight against the Cowboys in Jerry World. So, yes, that was all Aaron Rodgers. But I digress. Still, kind of that's partial ownership in my opinion. So that's just the NFC. The AFC. I mean, we can talk about Peacock being the dumbest thing I've ever seen for a <laughs> streaming service. But come on, Jared, it can't be that harsh. Well, listen, I'm not, paying, I'm not paying. I'm not paying to watch the Dolphins can. choke again. You, Look, you go, no, Jerry, for, you for go. those of you who don't know, if you if you go, <laughs> this is the stupidest idea I think I've ever heard of. Is putting a, a football game, especially with the Kansas City Chiefs, behind some friggin' wall hey, that you have hey, to friggin' I, put money in to, to, to be able to watch the game. That's I, 
those I disagree. I think it's a great idea because the NFL knows that all the fans will pay for it. They're just making yeah. more money. And so they, they're they're the thing, they for the it too. They're heroes. Jim that's Cornette the, would agree with all y'all except for Lou. Well, see, Jim that's Cornette. Thing, yeah, okay. Well, to, he got hit with his own tennis racket one too many times. <laughs> all right. All right. Lou, I need to take a stand, man. Like I'm I'm gonna hit a bar. I'm gonna watch the game. Or I'm gonna go to a friend's house, but damn it, I'm not paying that six bucks. I'm doing oh, no, whatever I can to not it's pay not just to take a just though. to take a stand. It's well. not just the six dollars. It's you gotta have Prime, then you have to have Hulu, then you have to have Peacock, then you no. have to have who knows what after that. And you two for soon, a ticket. Well, it's yeah, the way- me for you. T- well, listen, I've got some connections about how to get around Sunday ticket, but <laughs> I, I won't say those on air because those guys who get around Sunday ticket are the real heroes. Yeah. Don't do it, Jerry. Don't do it. Oh, hell no. I ain't ratting them out. You're going you're gonna to mess me met, up. You know, I actually met one of the guys who runs one of those sites. Those dudes are some of the smartest guys you will ever meet in your life, man. They are like computer wizards, and they make serious money off redirecting those sites. It's crazy. But, yeah, no. They're the heroes, man. They're heroes. You just have to go through a few ads, you know, here and there, and then you'll be able to watch the game. But, you know, Nate, the ads really maybe. Want, Nate, if you really want, I've got the site, and there's only one ad you got to click on. That's it. These guys. It, 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 it's funny, Nathan, you mentioned about going with ads because you pay for Amazon Prime, and yep. you still get that damn ad. Still get the ads. It started it's that nonsense about a week or so ago, and so you're still paying for it and getting the ads any damn. Exactly. So what? what's the advantage of that? Exactly. Yeah, the, the whole Peacock thing is ridiculous. I'm just saying, though, for those of you who know what Instacart is, if you sign up for their free trial, Peacock comes with it. Just remember to cancel the trial after Sunday. I'm just saying. Just 80% little. of us would forget that, Nathan. Yeah. You're, 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 All right. Well, I'm sorry. I, I got Peacock, so I'm good. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a little older than, than everybody else here, but uh, that reminds me of Columbia House in, back in the 80s or whatever that you would get involved in. One cent, they'll send you 10 CDs, whatever. Oh, and then you wind up paying for that stuff for the rest of your life. Kevin, that was one cent for me for albums back in the about okay. 1975. Okay. okay. So yeah, am I feeling like make you guys feel old? If I if I knew what Columbia House was because of a sitcom from the 80s, would that make y'all feel old yet? Yeah, you know, we don't need any help with that. No. Jared, you guys are very young gentlemen. Don't you worry about it. I appreciate that. Hmm. I think I'm the youngest out of all of us. I think. No, nope, I am. You are the baby of belly up. <laughs> Wait, I'm not. I'm not the baby. Brian, it's you. Oh one. Oh, we're. Oh, you we're son of a. Out who's the baby God. here? <laughs> Dude, my intern two years ago was oh was oh two. Like, we get Aww. they're they're younger. It's just the full timers, you know. Then you get up into the mid, the lower twenties. But makes sense. Makes sense. I mean, listen, man. I'm 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 less than I'm. Just a little over a year away from 30, so that should make you feel old, Nate. Oh, nah, low key, Jerry, you look like 25, 24. I appreciate that. Just don't look at my hairline. All right, fair enough. Hey, I have my hairline. Look at this. I'm good. (laughs) All right, Kev, I got the full beard to compensate for it. (laughs) Okay. As we shift the weight from Black Monday, and uh, we'll see what coaches get fired, if any of them do within the next few days, we uh, shift our focus towards the playoff picture as we all know 14 teams are now officially in the playoffs uh all of us except Lou and jared's teams are in there the rest of us are just going to be watching for the next few weeks 
Uh, let's start with the AFC. We have the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, again, the number one seed in the AFC, followed by the Buffalo Bills, being the Dolphins on Sunday night to get the number two seed, followed by the Chiefs, who are looking, I don't know. Uh, you could say it. Say it, Nathan. They, they kind of suck. I ain't going to lie to you. Uh, they, uh, they look average. They don't, don't, they don't, don't look don't like Super Bowl with contenders. Guys, let's be honest. There's two teams that are that are favorites, and the rest of them are going to get in a dogfight to see who loses. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the Houston Texans um, get the number four seed after winning the AFC South. I almost forgot what division the uh, yeah, Texans Yeah, you could forget about that. So, yeah, you know, anyway, yeah. that, division that whole is... division Mm-mm. was a train wreck. Yeah. Is C.J. Stroud him? I think so, but well, I digress. <laughs> Who, who's uh, debating that? <laughs> be quite honest. Who in the world is debating that? Mr. Flores posed a question. I'm just answering. We're just okay. Answer yes. <laughs> Whoever says no, we have some questions for you. Whoever says no to that one, that one's yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are the first wild card team with the number five seed, uh, left by the uh, not even aging. It looks like Joe Flacco, followed by the Dolphins, who lost on Sunday night. Obviously, get the number six seed. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, despite well mediocre quarterback play and kind of mediocre team in yeah, general, you're, you're being, still made the being, playoffs. Yeah, mediocre. You're being kind. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I see. I can't talk bad of any of these teams because my team is over here no, suffering. No, my team and, is on the sideline. So well. <laughs> well, you guys almost play. made it. The Seahawks almost made it, Kevin. So I gotta give. I give you all credit for that one, Geno Smith. Well, uh, you know he, the Packers he's... didn't have Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers still. If he if he was still there, I'm sure you know they would have lost, and my Seahawks would have been in. Exactly. But he wasn't. He was not. Uh, speaking of the Packers, they didn't make the playoffs, being the number seven seed. But uh, the 49ers in the NFC get the number one seed, as Jared mentioned. The team that shouldn't have got two weeks off because uh, they don't look as good, apparently. But no, they, they somehow... just need, you know you don't want to pull the uh, pull off the gas pedal when you're get, when you're going 110. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, there's yeah, they still might get the sign of whoever they play. I'm just saying it's like history tells us there's certain teams who just do not know how to handle it when their gas is off. That's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, after the 49ers, the Dallas Cowboys grabbed the number two seed after winning the NFC East with the win over the Commanders. Uh, the Detroit Lions, led by Jared Goff, my favorite quarterback outside of Daniel Jones. I'm just kidding. Daniel Jones is my favorite quarterback. That's that. I'd be lying to you guys, honestly. Uh, but the Detroit Lions, led by Dan Campbell and Jared Goff, are the number three seed. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the terrible, I guess, NFC. It seems like both South divisions terrible are terrible this year. Yeah, they, uh... Probably should, you know, maybe annex the entire South somewhere else because they're both, they're both sorry. The Panthers will be back next year. I'm telling you, Panthers will be back. Okay, they'll be back. Trust me, Bryce Young. That'll cry right now. David, they will. I believe in Bryce Young. I believe in Bryce Young. David Tepper still owns the team. They will be. He's the new Dan Snyder, except for harassing cheerleaders, who harasses coaches. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles got the number five seed. Uh, they could have won, or they could have won the division, but the Giants ruined it for them. So yeah, good job. They guys. weren't gonna win that. The Commanders had no going, shot. No, yeah, they true, had no enough. shot with the Cowboys playing. The oh, that's right. They're gotcha. It makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, but they do. Ha- they will face the Buccaneers. Uh, the Rams get the number six seed. Uh, after what I thought, the Rams wouldn't be good this year. They surprised everyone. Whether it was Puka Nakua, Kyron Williams. 
or Matthew Stafford, even Cooper Cup at some That's occasions, right. but mostly uh, Puka Nakua took over the wide receiver room. The Rams are the number six seed. Uh, and then the Green Bay Packers, that we just talked about, grabbed the number seven seed. Uh, I don't have the you know whole bracket uh, to for our audience to to see, but um, we get copyright can... strikes. That's probably a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, let's be safe now. Uh, but yeah. So we know the Ravens and Niners get a you know you know first round by, and uh, so let's start, I guess, with the AFC. Uh, Bills and Steelers. Are we? Do we have any predictions for that one? Are we all on the same Bills page will, with who's going to win? Yes. Bills will roll them. The Steelers yeah, Bills. Probably, yeah, you are riding into the sunset with the Steelers, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, it's unfortunate <laughs> that the Steelers got the Bills because, you, like I said, you know, Tomlin needs a statue. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but that, that ride is over. And, uh, you know, Buffalo, they've got it. They've got the offense. they got the defense. And so uh, I, I don't think the Steelers are going to put up much of a game here yeah. because uh, yeah. they, they, this... they shot their wad, you know, just trying to make the playoffs. Well, the Bills did too, kind of, but uh, they're at home. And uh, it, it's kind of a, a – when you look at with, with Allen, he had eight incompletions but still somehow threw two interceptions. And so, uh, if you're, that's the only concern I have with the Buffalo Bills is, can he not turn the ball over? If he does not do that, then then Buffalo's got way too much for the Steelers. This reminds me of the postseason game where the Steelers had to go to Arrowhead when Kansas City was rolling a couple of years ago. And it, I, I hate Nick Wright. I really don't like Nick Wright, but I thought this was clever when he said it was better than a bye week uh, because they got a tune-up game against the Steelers. <laughs> Chiefs went out and demolished them. Uh, I think that's – Yeah. No, so no, it was 2019. I, sorry. One of those years. But the Chiefs yeah. did everything in their power. Yeah. Right, Kevin. So to your point, the Chiefs or the Bills are rolling right now. They're doing everything in their power to make the postseason. But – they got the two seed as, as a result. The Steelers yeah. still ended up with the seven. Yeah. The only thing that we haven't mentioned, guys, uh, I think even with this player playing, we're all taking the Bills. TJ Watts out. Like TJ yeah. Watt, is there's out. no yeah. chance. Huge it's, problem for them. It's over. There's a one in ten without TJ Watt. Like if TJ Watt was a quarterback, he'd be the MVP this year. The the, yeah. the, the uh, biggest problem yeah. is his injury. Yeah. You can't plant. And even if he right. was able to play, you can't push off. And the thing is, and everyone forgets when you look at a 3-4 defense, you need two effective edge rushers. And so Highsmith, right. I would say he's the Toyota Camry of edge rushers. He's reliable. He just isn't really a wow factor kind of guy. If I, Josh Allen's going to be able that offensive line is basically me, Kevin, Lou, and Morgan, and it's blocking for him. So he'll be able to, like, get somewhat of a, a block. I mean, Stace, I don't know how good of a blocker you were, buddy. Better than me. But – that being said, like the the Bills are going to be able to sit back, relax, and just start slinging the rock all over the yard as long as Allen keeps it to like one or two interceptions instead of four. So, so, so none of us think the Steelers have a chance. None of us. No one. No. That game no, should no. be on Peacock, man. I wouldn't. Yeah. I genuinely <laughs> wouldn't pay for that, and I wouldn't watch that game on there. I think the Bills sued after the Chargers debacle a few a few weeks ago. So. Mm. All right, fair enough. Yeah, Lou, not nothing, nothing on your. You, you still agree with the Bills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it might be close for about a half, maybe depending on the weather. 
because uh, if it's going to yeah, the weather there, is the other factor. There's some crappy weather here in the Detroit area. We're going to get a, a big storm Friday night into Saturday. If it hits over there Sunday, it might slow it down a little bit, but no, there's no way. It's it's a good comparison yeah. to that Kansas City playoff game a few years ago. Uh, it's yeah. Who who here is going to plant their flag on Mason Rudolph? Who? No. No. Miles Garrett. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he, That's why he's on TV and not on the sideline. There you go. All right. As we shift towards the next game <clears throat> this weekend, which is going to be on Peacock, unfortunately, Chiefs and Dolphins. Yay! Uh, Tyreek Hill is revenge game, I guess, against the Chiefs team. Who, let's face it, isn't looking as good as we're used to seeing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes no. was uh, listed as a uh, candidate for the, uh, what was it, num- quarterback one for the worst fantasy team this year, I guess. I-, I don't know what it was, but basically he's been underperforming all year long. Uh, you can blame the receivers or Kelsey and the Taylor Swift situation. Whatever the case may be, the Chiefs don't look as good this year. Um, and they take on a Dolphins team that... Uh, they just lost to Buffalo, but when you don't have Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert, you know, right. in your last game, that kind of kind of impacts things a little bit. So this game is in Kansas City, uh, but uh, what do we think? Uh, let's start. Well, we'll start with uh, let's start with Morgan. Who are we going with? Chiefs or Dolphins, and why? Uh, go Dolphins, because I'm getting tired of the whole Taylor Swift and Oh, come Brittany on, Morgan. It's fine. Everything come on, going man. On. I think it's cool. I think oh, it's cute, goodness. man. Come on. Yeah, but it's a short every Just, just go ahead and eliminate all the Swifties from the postseason. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but no, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, he, he's been yeah, underperforming all season. And... Really, his best weapon, Tyreek Hill. I mean, not Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. Um, again, with Taylor Swift, has just been just on a slow, just downgrade. And uh, I think this is where a game where, if you're the Dolphins, you're going in this one thing that's going to be close. And I'm going to say, honestly, the Dolphins win like 25-24 over the Chiefs. It's going to be super close. I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner Lee Corso and say not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I feel like me and Lewis Morgan, I gotta call you out because you also told me that the Falcons were gonna beat the Lions by two touchdowns earlier this year. So oh, boy. Oh, yeah, right. no. it's gonna be no. it's gonna be it's gonna be five degrees in Kansas City on Saturday night. That's right. Miami Miami is a fraudulent team. They haven't beaten they anybody. Have, yeah, they've they've they haven't they beaten have not looked anybody. They beat the Cowboys. Good. Well, that's true. they haven't beaten anybody. The Cowboys don't win on the road against anybody that's relevant. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, the Bills drubbed the Cowboys. The Eagles drubbed the Cowboys when they played them in Philly. Uh, Miami's no way. Miami's done. I just think they're injury riddled. Mm-hmm. They haven't beaten anybody. Kansas City is. Kansas City to me just has too much form, and they're at home. I don't see Miami winning in the cold. I'd be shocked. So what? one thing I will add: um, the biggest factor on the Miami Dolphins roster is Raheem Moser, aka right. Too Fast, aka Who had Spindern. him scoring twenty-one TDs this year? Yeah, he they need him running the football. Him and De- Devin Achan 
and Jeff yeah. Wilson need to be going off. If That's you can right. run the ball and play and play time clock and play ball control, you can keep Mahomes off the field and allow that Dolphins defense, which all they do is make plays. They don't actually stop anybody. They need to rely on turnovers and flashy stops. Also, the loss of both of their edge rush basically means Mahomes will be able to drop back like a seven-on-seven game. But that being said, I still think the Chiefs will eke this out. It's going to come down to like one launch of a throw, and somehow 87 is going to be under there, and you're going to hear Swifties screaming out to the world <laughs> about how much they love my man Trav. You know, he's the second-best Kelsey brother for obvious reasons. Um, was he ever nominated for Sexiest Man Alive? No. So there you go. That is my prediction. <laughs> yeah, give me the Chiefs. My, the Dolphins, I believe. Like, Chiefs, it's going to be Chiefs, but it's going to be a field goal or less. It's going to be so damn close. Okay. I think that uh, this whole – if you take anything away positively from Miami is they held Buffalo to 14 offensive points. And so, Jared, if you're right, if they can hold – you know, the, run that run game and control the clock and that defense can uh, do some things, they can keep it close. I think Kansas City wins this because they're at home. But uh, – I don't think that uh, this game is going to be a runaway of any sort, especially if, you know, if it's five degrees or whatever. The run game is going to be important, and uh, I think Hennessy is going to win. Pachenko is a guy that they need to have rolling for them. If he gets rolling, not Kelsey, not Mahomes, Pacheco is the key guy for Kansas City to me. It's not going to be M- MVS or Marquez Valdez Scantling. No, that's for sure. No, <laughs> the drop Olympics is back in town, boys. One more time. <laughs> these these receivers are going to have some uh, an actual excuse though for why they're dropping the football on both sides. It's going to be freezing, like we've mentioned. Like when I look at this, Nathan, I this is the toughest game for me to predict. My estimation, you guys have heard right. The unstoppable force m- meets the immovable object. These are like the stoppable force, the very stoppable force versus the very movable object. Like we've identified so many flaws between these teams. And that's why I can't find an advantage. Like when, when Miami choked that game away against Buffalo or lost, I was like, yeah, this is bad. They'd rather host the Steelers or host, but Kansas city's not as threatening as they've been in the past. So I think of that, but then I look at the dolphins. It's like, do you trust, to a tongue of Iloa in five degree weather? Probably not. So there's so many flaws that I've seen with both of these teams that when you reset to neutral and you look at it, you say, okay, Kansas City's at home. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. No disrespect whatsoever to Mike McDaniel, who's done a tremendous job, but I'm also going to take Andy Reid. And again, the Chiefs, uh, they're basically coming off of a de facto bye. Nobody played in LA when they played the Chargers. The Dolphins are just coming off an excruciating loss where everyone played. So I think it will be close, closer than folks are going to give it credit for. But I will give the edge to the Chiefs. And Jared, to your point, script writers, we need Kansas City now going to Buffalo, and we need that postseason matchup. Oh, that'd be no point tossing Mahomes this time. <laughs> well, I think the game's going to be close. It's only a three-point game, according to the spread. So I think everyone thinks it might be a close game. So I'd still take Chiefs minus three. I'll still trust Mahomes. I'll, I'll take my minus three Chiefs. I'll do that. Well, I'll take that. You know I mean? it's, money, it's go hard or go home. Money lines all day, boys. Patrick Mahomes. I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> oh, I'll... 
Alrighty then. As we shift towards, um, we'll, we'll go through this one real quick and then we'll go to the NFC and then we'll discuss our uh, predictions for the NFL awards uh, real quick. But uh, Houston, Cleveland, are we... Who well, had Houston versus Cleveland team. being the first game of the playoffs? Who had that? Yeah, exactly. Because you know full well that's not what you have. This is the no, best. That... Listen, for all of you guys who are journalism majors like me who know how to write a good story, this writes itself. You have two amazing storylines. Mm-hmm. Rock it and does. roll. All You have the Cleveland Browns who basically hired – I'm not going to make a joke with Deshaun Watson's press or transgressions even though it's a layup at this point – Let's oh, do it. Come on. <laughs> Say it, Jared. Sorry. Say it. NFL Bill Cosby. Anyway, so here we go. So here's the thing, right? Um, or, I'm sorry, Sergeant Rubbins hug. Anyway, um, so that That's being said, oh, no. the Browns, fit, fit, they're like the Bengals back when I was in middle school, college, right? 52, no, one, two through 53, loaded roster. They needed somebody at the top of the mountain calling the – making the single calls, right? Watson looked awful this entire year. But, you, and so did whatever excuse for running backs, quarterbacks, whatever they had after the Nick Chubb, Dorian Tom, and whatever, DTR, and all that other crap, right? Flacco has come in, and all of a sudden, Amari Cooper remembered how to play football. Um, and David Njoku, Cedar Grove's finest, shout out to you, by the way. Shout out to my mom's high school, the only state title in their entire history. David Njoku, my grad class, right? Hey. Um, there we go. Cedar Grove High represent. And the best part about this is, is that they just – everything is – they're playing with house money. Their season was over. But the best part about the other team they're playing is they're not supposed to be here. No. Now, my boldest no. prediction was they would – I said wins, eight, maybe. I said eight wins plus on my show – Hector, okay. who is a well, diehard Texans so fan. You're already on the right road. Yeah, Tex, he looked at me and goes, eight wins? I'm like, Hector, this ain't a hard division, and I think C.J. Stroud is the next Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Me, you know, tinfoil hat theories aside, but, you know, like that being <laughs> said, the dude, just everything he does is just like chef's kiss when it comes to playing quarterback. <clears throat> so I will finish it with this. The biggest problem for the Browns is that the Texans – are young and hungry and excited. Flacco's experience can only get you so far when you believe in a culture. Now, do I think the Texans are going to be able to go into Buffalo or go into Baltimore and beat anybody? No. But can they they win a home game at Cleveland? Oh, yeah. So give me Texans to win. C.J. Stroud adds Mm. to his amazing rookie of the year campaign. C.J. Stroud and Nico Collins. Is there a more exciting – you know, I mean, CJ Stroud, uh, Jake Bell, <laughs> combination. CJ Stroud, Noah Brown, like we can keep going. Yeah. Ohio State Michigan partnership there. That's, That's crazy. Right. I read about that, Lou, and it's kind of interesting that the exchange yeah. that they had. We're not going to talk about this and everything else. So, well, I I love the, the thing that I like about CJ Stroud, and I think Houston's going to win. Is uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder coming into the NFL because he. Now, he wants to prove to himself that he can win big games. And he couldn't win against Michigan, and I know that bugs the holy hell out of him. And he wants to come in and get to that next level, and he's playing with a purpose. The guy is a smart, intelligent quarterback. And he, he the, the way he reads the progressions, he looks like a 10-year vet out there. And I, I just love his game. 
and I just think that they they're at home. To Jared's point, they're you know they're young. Um, they they're like a rookie team that really doesn't know that they're not supposed to be there, and so I think that they're going to take that into the second round. Give me Houston. What's the test called that uh, the quarterbacks take? The uh, Wonderlick. The, the Wonderlick. Yeah, yes. the Wonderlick. So, the second most worthless test in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. I took it. I got 25 on it. I think I got like a 40. I think I got like a 40. I'm like, I, I'm like it's all about how, quick, like, <laughs> how quickly and efficiently you can answer remedial questions. That's all it is. I've never taken it before, but I know for sure Sean had like a low seen score. It, looked at it or anything, so I can't comment yeah. on it. We I know Sean had a low score. on a Sunday, it's fun. No, cor- we took it on the corner booth about three years ago, and I remember I got like a 35 or a 40, and I was like blown away. I'm like, I'm not this intelligent, or at least I don't, didn't think I was. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take something new like New character that, trait probably. unlocked. Yeah, I'd, I'd find out that I'm less intelligent than I think I am. So, well, like, wasn't the wasn't the book on Stroud? And I hate, hate, hate when these reports get leaked for these young athletes about well, he he didn't perform well on this test. And I think that was the book that came out on Stroud. And some people were like, well, that might tank his value X, Y, and Z. And it's like, dude, did you see what he did against Georgia? Like, Stacy, I'm assuming you're a UGA fan, right? Like, did you see? Like, did yes. everyone see what he did yeah. in that semifinal game? That should really be all you oh, need yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Need to see, right? Case in point, Michael Penix. Vice uh, I yeah. love Michael Penix. Well, guys, uh, I am going to say this because I do have to go right quick. I Give me C.J. Shroud all day, Houston over Cleveland. And if we're going to go this far, I'm just going to go ahead and just jump the gun. It's going to be 49ers and Ravens in the Super Bowl. Hands down. Oh, there's your sense <laughs> of imagination. And give me and give me Lamar Jackson for MVP. You probably want uh, Dodgers up on him. Cupcake. I like that. <laughs> All right, Stacy. Thank you, Stacy. I appreciate you, man. Uh, you you, Stace. Man. We'll talk to you See soon, it. man. Thank you, dude. Yep. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you guys. All right. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get right, to our. So, um. Only thing I'll add to that is uh, you know, if Cleveland is going to win this game. They're going to win it on their defense because, you know, Stroud, but Cleveland's got the number one pass defense in football. So that's where they got their hopes to me. I think Houston wins this game because it's in Houston, but they are an inexperienced team. Well, kind of both are really, except for, mm-hmm. you know, a 70 year old quarterback, but uh, this is going to be an interesting game. And uh, it could go either way. Houston at home. I've, I'm going to take that. Dell, if you're watching, I'm sorry, and because um, he's a Cleveland fan, he's he's a good friend of mine. He, he's actually been on the show with me before. So, just but having said that, Houston at home, and uh, it's going to be a it's a great story either way. So, uh, but if yeah. Cleveland gets that defense rolling, it's it, it's going to be a close one. Yeah, so Kevin, I, I'm hearing a lot of Texans picks in here. I'm actually le- leaning towards the Browns. I think the Browns okay. are going to go okay. in and, would not, and win this original. game. Original, I like it. If the Browns <laughs> win this game, it's not. I, oh, it's, no. So I, I just want to make sure it's not. actually one and a half point favorite, so. Yeah, like, and I think there's a reason for that. And I, I want to make sure just from a narrative perspective, obviously what the Texans have done is nothing short of remarkable. Nobody expected them to be in this position. 
I would hazard to say though for the Browns after like week three or whenever Chubbs right when they had seventy eight quarterbacks yeah just one. blew up. I don't think folks expected the Browns to be in this position as well. Stefanski's you never done do. a wonderful How job. How can you? Yeah, and, How can and you have any faith in the Browns. You can't. In the That's true. You can't have. No matter how good the Browns them. are, always when the team that won one game in two years. That's will always be my memory of the Browns. And I, I and I think they've shed that though. To be honest with you, yeah, and, I, and like honestly, Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett has not had a sack. I don't know if he had a, has recorded a sack like the last five or six weeks. At some point, he's due. Uh, uh-huh. And so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him get home. Uh, I think they can ride this defense, and I trust Joe Fl- Joe Flacco. Not only uh, we know about his seasoned experience, well, he's done it a million times on the road too. So I like right. the Browns in the here. playoffs. He's a different quarterback during the regular mm-hmm. season, but the playoffs, he's a different yeah. guy. All righty, mean, I'm probably gonna go. Uh, I'll go Houston. I'm, I'll probably be original here and just go Houston. I, I love Stroud. I just love the young team that Demico Ryan's has done a hell of a job. He's gonna be up for Coach of the Year for Mufasa. sure. Mufasa. You should win it. You should win For it. all you Eagles fans, that's what we call them, Mufasa. <laughs> Philly legend. Uh, Sigma Philly. Uh, we'll get to the NFC actually right now. Niners at the number one seed, as we all know. I mean, let's let's be honest. Dallas, Green Bay, we're all going Dallas. Not, no surprise. Yeah. Unless one of us want to go crazy and pick uh, Green Bay. But, I'm, I'm not going crazy, but we all went. We were all going Dallas a few years ago when Aaron Rodgers threw to Jared Cook and Mason Crosby hit that game winner. Just be careful, Dallas. I think True, the Packers right. can keep it close, but I don't think they'll win. But it's at home. I give Green Bay. I love. Yeah, I'm gonna say love because Green Bay you know, is not a team that I can love. No pun all. intended. No pun intended. No pun intended. Jesus. Right. But, but take this man off camera for a couple seconds. Right. <laughs> but they're you. Oh, no pun intended again. But you gotta love their quarterback. I uh, I traded for him in my dynasty league. I've got him in both leagues. I liked him. I made a trade for him, and uh, he's performed, and everybody was like, oh, no, when they were, what was it, three or three or whatever that was that they started the season. They're like, oh, Jordan Love's got to go. But uh, that was me. Oh, I- I'm not going to lie to you. That was me. Uh, okay. But, you know, uh, you know, that's fine. You know, no. you know, go ahead and, you know, sometimes you just got to say, hey, I was wrong. Exactly. But, uh, well, but nobody, nobody. 4,000 yards later, here he is. And uh, but Dallas is a different beast at home. Yeah, I think this is the clearest game out of all that we could talk about right now. The Cowboys win this game, and they win it rather easily. Isaiah, except for lose Lions, they have blown. The, well, my Seahawks too were hanging around them for a while, but everybody else at home, the Cowboys have handled and handled easily. I think that happens here at, on Sunday. Yeah, I I think. Uh... Green Bay is – nobody dislikes the Packers here more than I do. Um, I grew up, uh, you know, with the Green Bay-Detroit rivalry in the 70s and 80s and beyond. And I would, But I'd love to see them win this Saturday or Sunday. But I just think Dallas is going to put 40 on them. It, it, it's – 40 is about the number I'm looking at too, Lou. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm in the Dallas area, but I will not claim the Cowboys, okay? It's going record right Smart. now saying it. Right. And, uh, but in this right game, the Cowboys Woods. are the clear favorite. And uh, maybe if they can keep it close for a little while, but I see the Cowboys winning this game easily. Okay. All righty. And then Philly, Tampa. We all, we all go in Philly. Yes. I don't, get to, we don't, I don't want get to go. Shit. 
Go ahead. Jared, I mean, Kevin, I didn't Kevin mean to rolled my fault, away Jared. with that segment. I had about 10 seconds to talk. My fault, Jared. That, that's my fault, Jared. That, that's I forgot we're on the Kevin Wilson show. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just playing. I do the same freaking thing. All right. <laughs> that being said, I'll make this quick and concise. I think Dallas will squeak this one out, but I think Love is going to get after the fact that that secondary gets a little overly aggressive. He's a very mature passer for how much he had to sit behind Rodgers. I think Dallas will squeak this out. I think they're going to get at least their one. They're going to get their second and done pass this year. So that is my reaction. I feel you. Uh, see, I wanted to get to you specifically, Jared, because you're Eagles. Take I appreciate that. I'll just double up that. Okay. Double down. Uh, double up or double down? I'm not sure. Why should all of us believe that your Eagles won't get upset by the books? Because being well, at number five and four. I, I'm not going to tell you to do shit because last time I gave gamble advice, a lot of people lost. So that being okay. said, here okay. we go. All right. The reason why is one um, – Basically, our starters played for a grand total thanks to your um, Giants Super Bowl victory on Sunday. Yes, yeah, um, sir. I'll take it. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll take it. The highlight of the, the, the Daniel Jones and uh, Brian Dable area. Congratulations, guys. Well, I think the, the win in Minnesota last year was the highlight. This is just that, a nice That's little, like, so, that's nice like beating a blanket at Whack-A-Mole, man. Come on. It's not yeah, helping. That's fine. <laughs> you want a playoff game. I don't care. All right. So that being said, yeah, that, that, be, beating Cousins in a playoff game really isn't the same much anymore. No offense to y'all. You guys played well. Oh, no, it's, have you seen the Giants the last 10 years? They haven't done anything. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's, that's the only thing I have. Two miracle time, runs by Eli Manning. You guys haven't done shit since 2000. Yes. <laughs> Um, so that being said, um, the Eagles have all of their starters coming back who are off injury. You have Maddox is back. You have Slay who's back. Hopefully James Bradbury forgets to get on the bus somewhere. Um, <laughs> you have Fletcher Cox coming back, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, De- DeAndre Swift. Everybody is healthy and pissed. Okay. That's embarrassing getting be beat. Pissed. Okay. I want to be pissed. Jared, I well, want to listen, see Pitt out of listen, the Philadelphia you had the, Eagles. Okay, so if I, as a member of Eagles Twitter and Eagles, all this other crowd, I'm part of all these people. I know a lot of these big commentators for Philadelphia media, right? I've met a lot of them in person. They're great dudes. If I have to hear these motherfuckers talk about the Eagles for a whole week, imagine what Jalen, DeAndre, Brandon, Lane, and Jason have to deal with for the rest of the week. I swear they probably want to skin everyone from the Liberty line down to the Philadelphia Inquirer alive. I already know A.J. Brown has already got like a, a freaking bullseye on the Inquirer logo for who wrote that BS article. By the way, I have some friends who work at – I have a friend who works at the Inquirer. There's a rumor going around that source is bullshit. That, so that's the, that's the word on the street about that A.J. Brown article that nobody actually mm-hmm. was a source. This guy pulled it out of his ass, and that's why he didn't show up for the press conference. Um, that being said – uh, the last time they played, the Eagles were able to run for 175 yards with a certain man wearing number zero, Agent Zero, DeAndre Swift. You get him running the football. Now he's healthy. You have a healthy Eagles O-line. And the fact of the matter is Baker Mayfield is banged up, hurt, and they could barely beat the lovable losers, a.k.a. the new commanders, a.k.a. the Carolina Panthers. So, that being said, give me Philadelphia to win. If they don't win, Nick Sirianni may have to walk back to Philly, but he'll still have a job. I'll give you – Two words why Tampa Bay has a shot to win. Matt, Hello. Patricia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Patriot himself. That's right. Matt, Vincent, <laughs> Patricia. You got that bird brain as a defensive coordinator. The opposite team always has a chance. But I will say Philly will win for a lot of Jared's reasons. They're coming back fully loaded. 
But whenever Matt Patricia is leading any team in any capacity, the other team has a shot. I got Philly winning this also. I don't know why, though. Like, Jared, your, your guys have not given me anything, oh, no. any <laughs> evidence for, like, yeah. six weeks. So This is like I me get... giving a stripper an engagement ring, okay? I don't love it, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I understood. That's a great analogy for it, yeah. That is a great, yeah. That's, that, that, that tracks. But, um, <laughs> like, you talk, about, you talk about what they're reading the past week. My dog, it has been, like, six weeks now, and we haven't seen – it's been, what, one in five? With their yeah, one win five. coming against the Giants, right? That's right. So and, uh, I just my Seahawks has helped out with the misery there. So. Well, yeah, let's let's be honest, Kevin. Two bad, two different bounces that game. We went, we walk out winning Absolutely. that one. So. Oh, oh no, the only the only games we deserve. There's only three games we should deserve to lose this year, and that was to the lovable losers, aka the New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers. Every other game, Philadelphia shot themselves in the foot in the final seconds. And that's, that's what that's, happens when you. That's how the cookie crumbles, brother. That's the true. last second. One score games don't go your way. That's all football, the baby. Time. It's football, exactly. So and, the only the only comparison I'm making here, and I'm sure it's been made, is to that other team in Pennsylvania. Remember when the Steelers were what eleven and zero and lost their yeah. final five? But our quarterback's arm isn't a wet noodle. Uh, uh, your his finger might be his finger might be though no uh, fractures no ligament damage it literally just got listen i actually have had that happen to me what happened to him it hurts like a bitch but nothing breaks it's like the miracle it's like the so, miracle dislocation so jared i'm taking the eagles i don't think the bucks are necessarily that good but you're no, on borrowed time cool. man we, we got to get this going asap as long as jason kelsey is protecting jalen hurts i will Live and die with Philly. You know, I love yeah, Jason Kelsey. I love really, Jason yeah. Kelsey, man. That guy's a beast. Is there anybody that doesn't like him? I'm just saying. And and yeah. the Eagles, what they've oh they've the guy in Buffalo who complained team. about the snap count. Okay, but the Eagles have the worst the home team out of all the teams playing this this weekend, and so that that's going to help them get healthy. And uh, I see the Eagles winning. And uh, you know Tampa has a chance because it's at home. But uh, Philadelphia, if they show up, they're going to win this game. Yeah, unless Baker Mayfield goes crazy. Yeah, it's going to be Philly. Where's the question? Uh, what do you do with Baker Mayfield if you're a Bucks? Do you roll next season with him as your starter, or do you look for oh, a replacement? One more year. Just yeah. give him one more year. Well, yeah. what are you going to get at his pick? Maybe at Bex, McCarthy, or Penix? I'm thinking Mayfield right? or either of them. J.J. McCarthy, who is terrible, Michigan himself. That was the running back show, by the way, last night. If yeah, anybody, that's right. Not the I already started writing my draft. Sure. Pre- I already started prepping our draft show, which corner week draft previews began in March. For those of you who are wondering, because our fifth annual run through of this, McCarthy's mm-hmm. draft stock actually dropped harder to me last night than Penix did. Penix got beat by drops and bad penalties. McCarthy basically yeah, said, didn't look good, though. Yeah, but you know what? To be honest, when you're basically on your back every five seconds, you yeah, try to yeah, it's the hard ball. to win with That's, your. Uh, that has nothing yeah, to do yeah. with Michigan's defense. Oh, the fact that you guys have like an all pro in deer air D line. Like, Lou, <laughs> my biggest fear when betting on that game last week was saying, oh, it's like the 2022 Eagles defensive line up front. Like, I swear anybody one through four can hit the quarterback. That's terrifying to me. So, yeah. Penix was shot from the start. Your running backs hobbled. Your offensive line are all under 310 pounds. Mich- it, basically, the only way they're going to win is if Michigan secondary fell asleep, which sometimes they did, but unfortunately, so did the receivers when they were trying to catch yeah. the ball. So. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Brian, I'm telling you, if Saquon leaves, I want Blake Corum. I want that yeah, guy okay. in my backfield. I want him in my backfield. Well, Saquon uh, is leaving, so go for it. And yeah. No, 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 no. I have not, five I'm, jerseys of that okay dude. I don't want to have to That's on you, sad. brother. No. That's right. I, I, I thought he was going to be a giant for life. He's a running back. I love him. I can't let him go. Well, they're going to franchise him, and he will leave. I have Russell Wilson's, what, two jerseys in my closet, so I can't say I will pay Saquon whatever he wants. jerseys. Dry your tears with them, okay? I will pay him what he wants. I will pay Saquon what he wants. I don't give a damn. I hope you do, too. Then Give him Jones' contract. I'm Give him Jones' contract. I'd be happier than giving that son of a We're court here, fellas, and we're getting off topic. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Uh, let me so, let me just let me just say right here. At least with the you know Will, Russell Wilson jersey, it's the same last name as mine, so I can wear those and be okay. True. Fair yeah. enough. Fair but enough. nobody so, else knows it's your last name except for you and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. The, the last game on the NFC slate is Detroit in the Rams. So this is specifically for Lou because I want to get to the awards before we you know don't want to drag on too long. None of us are picking the Rams, right? Yes or no? Any of us? I'm not. I wouldn't be so sure about that one. Yeah. I, uh, real quick, why? Coming down to a coin flip for me. I want the Lions to win, but let me be honest. Matthew Stafford and Kyra Williams scared the piss out of me. Okay. Yeah, and and and, and them losing Laporta, that's a huge loss to me yeah. for the for the for the Packers and the Rams. I think come in as hot as any of these teams. So I don't want to steal loose thunder, but uh, I think this is going to be a real close game, and. Uh, both these teams have the offense. Both teams have running backs. Both teams have wide receivers. And the whole Stafford versus Goff, if you sit there and was right in fiction, no one would buy that at a second. They reject that out of hand and say, hey, you got to come up with something more believable than this. But it's really happening. So go ahead, exactly. Luke. So well, Bri- real quick, Subi, Brian, are we still going to Detroit? Uh, both, both of you guys? Yeah, no, I'm still um, going to Detroit. Detroit. I'm personally going to Detroit, but I want to hear what Lou has to say. Because Lou, how does Lou? Come on, Lou, you gotta be more excited, man. Did your Lions won that damn bring division? It. Number one, let's go, Lou. Number one, I'll be there in person. Hey. Let's go, yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, want, uh, we want pictures. We want pictures. Uh, you got, you'll get them. You'll get them. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be in the upper deck, but I'll be there. It's to me the key of the game is Stafford is not mobile. You know, he's not one of these. Uh, prototype running quarterback. So Detroit's got to bring the heat. Aaron Glenn's got to dial up the heat. If they can get to Stafford, which I think is possible, that's going to be the only way they can neutralize the passing game because if they don't, then Nakua and Cup, it it could be a long day. We watched that game against Minnesota. I was there for that one in person as well. Couldn't believe how wide open some of these guys were. It's you know, getting CJ Gardner Johnson in for the playoff game is going to be huge because he's. But when you got Cortland Sutton, who you know you and I can cover better than he can, and it, that to me it's going to be a shootout. I'm nervous, but I think it. I, I would say take the over on the game. Okay. And boy, oh boy, my heart says the Lions. There and you go. Uh, go with your heart. Do it. I'm going with I'm going with the Lions. Heavens, yeah, but I think take the best bet on this one's the over. But again, the key of the game is going to be they got to get heat on Stafford, and I think if they can do that, take him out of his rhythm, then they got an opportunity. But boy, oh boy, if they if he gets time, Detroit's in trouble. I really believe that. So, 
So, Lou, one, the uh, over-under is the highest for this game at 51 and a half. Still going over? I'm, I'm taking I'm the going over. over. Jared, yes, I'm going to say Jared. Yes, I yes, do. So one, Laporte is day to day. There's nothing yeah. serious wrong with his knee, so he will play Sunday. He'll if play. he doesn't, it'd be a, a, actually more shocking to me. Second, okay. the way to beat the Rams has been the same all year. You press the hell out of those two receivers who like doing their business inside five yards, and you yeah. load the box. As much as I love the ability of Matthew Stafford's arm, those receivers won't beat you over the top. They're not burners. This isn't like you're playing against. Deshaun Jackson and like mm-hmm. Tio, okay? They can't run by you. Nakua's quick, but he's not fast. There's a big difference. Everyone knows this when you watch football. Wes mm-hmm. Welker, quick. Randy Moss, fast. There's a big difference. So that being said, you press the hell out of those two skinny receivers of theirs. You make them beat you over the top, and you make Stafford win, win the game past 20 yards. And you make Kyron Williams break three tackles before he gets past five yards. It's not a hard blueprint. The Ram, the uh, 49ers did it the first time they played. I yeah. believe, didn't your Seahawks do it to him, Kev, at least once? No, they lost to him both times. So oh, just a, disappointment. But they played him close in L.A., and that's exactly what they did, Jared. And yeah. they missed the field goal at the end. That's why oh, that's right. I lost money on that game. I was cursing your kicker's name. Um, so that being said, that is all I got. But that is my little two cents on that one. That is how you're going to beat the Rams. It's by making everything stay in front of 10 yards. You know how uh, – what's it called for the for the Rams defense? How we didn't know any names outside of Aaron Donald? It still holds true to this day. Yeah. So no no one's going to cover Amon Ross St. Brown or LaPorta if, if, if he does play. Of course, no one's gonna stop Montgomery and Gibbs in the backfield. I, I to me, Detroit's just I. They're gonna have a day. Amon Ross gonna have a day. I'm going eight catches, one over a hundred for Amon Ross. I love that guy so much. Maybe because yeah. he's on my fantasy team, but and that oh, might definitely help. Nathan, that might happen. <laughs> the Rams are the twentieth ranked pass defense. That's not what you want going up against no. Detroit. Exactly. Often. Well, yeah. and and again with the Rams, they're gonna. I think the same blueprint that I said about the Lions holds true too. They're going to bring heat against Goff if he doesn't have any time. You know, if you pressure him at all, he's going to make mistakes, and that's oh, yeah. what worries the hell out of me. You know, we've seen it, and when he's got time, he's deadly. But so, so uh, Lou, maybe it's because you're closer to the team, but I actually think they're going to win as a result of Jared Goff's play. I'm expecting Goff to actually have a quality outing. Because so much has been made about Stafford's homecoming. Oh, yeah. And how it's been an amicable breakup. But I'm over here being like, Jared Goff hates the Rams. Like, I think Jared Goff wants to go out and perform. He's from a Super Bowl team, banished to Detroit. And he wants everyone to take Exactly. Everyone's talking about the amicable breakup. And there is love for Stafford. I, you know, I, I wouldn't boo him. But like, if I'm Jared Goff and I'm the Lions, I'm like, this guy is probably pissed. Let's go out and play, well, play well for him. And I actually am expecting Jared Goff to play well. And I, th- I think that's why the Lions are going to yeah. get this win. And where did Goff go to college? To the University of California, Berkeley. Yes, sir. My dream college that I got declined to. Hallelujah. That's a hey, good I'm a, I'm a hey, Pac-12 guy, by the way. Again, yours. That was <laughs> yeah, I'm a Pac-12 excuse. guy. You should go to Arizona instead, then. Yeah, I, 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 I would have. I could have, but I did Yeah, be, um, tequila shots out of a belly button 101. Great intro class. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not seeing the problem there. I'm not either. I'm saying, like, listen, I went to a school that's known for partying, but that's because there's nothing else to do in New Haven besides that. So, uh, yeah, you know, you're you're right. You're right. 
I want to get to the awards real quick for the NFL before we head off, but we need to, you know, or actually, I want to uh, give a shout out to one of our sponsors in SeatGeek, and they have a quick message for us, and we'll get to that real quick, and then to our awards, and then before we head up. So, uh, hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best price. Prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Thank you, Ryan, for that message for SeatGeek. Right. Remember, it's Belly Up Sports, all capital. Yes, sir. 20 I've used it. Dollars. It's great. Yeah, I got I got to use one. Well, if the Giants could come to California again, it'd be nice. But no, I missed a chance when they came to SF, and well, they got their ass whooped. Anyways, I don't think you wanted to go to that game. I I, no, I almost did. I I swear, I almost did. I legit almost went to that game, and like I did not, because my girlfriend wanted me to stay home and just watch the game, and well, she was right. Th- again. Th- thank you, girlfriend, for that one, because that would have been. I I've, I've walked out of games like that. It's rough. Yeah, she's outstanding. I tell you. All right, real quick before we head off, guys, I don't want to drag it on too long. Our award predictions for this season. Uh, I guess we'll start with the kind of boring ones and work our way up to MVP. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, the likely winner is Jalen Carter, Jared's favorite from the Philadelphia you Eagles. Ask by Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, yes. We all go on Jalen Carter. We Same all love Jalen Carter. Yeah. Like, you want to talk George about metrics, stats, tape, he wins it. All righty. Offensive Rookie of the Year is the likely favorite is C.J. Stroud, followed by Puka Nakua, Laporta, and Jameer Gibbs. Right. In fantasy, I'm giving it to Puka. Fantasy-wise, Puka. But fantasy-wise, yeah. But that's why I wrote my article last week. We'll get to that in a minute. C.J. Stroud, baby. The Texan man himself. Defensive Player of the Year, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, T.J. Watt. We are going with... Jurassic Miles. Miles. Brian Miles. Yeah. Subi Miles. I'm going Micah, I think. No... You can Why? take Micah out of a game. You can't take Miles out of a game. TJ Watt. Okay. TJ Watt. If Watt was healthy, I'd go with him. But the problem is he didn't. But finish. you know, he didn't hurt yeah. himself till it was what the third quarter. So I'm yeah, you know what? Honestly, it's a coin flip between Jurassic Miles and TJ. Yeah, I'll probably go Garrett for that one. Uh, offensive Player of the Year: Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, and CD Lamb are the three are the the three with the uh, best odds to do so. For give that. me McCastrisk or give yeah, me Jeff. Right. CMC, <laughs> McCaffrey, CMC, CMC, yep. CMC. Let's best running back season since Adrian Peterson. Twenty one TDs. Twenty one TDs. Out of this world. He's been phenomenal. And then there's the debatable one: comeback player of the year. Do we? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, guys. All this right, who else on this ball besides some more Hamlin? Let's 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 rip the hey, off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's Joe Flacco. It's Joe Flacco. It should be Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco. That's the thing. Joe Flacco <laughs> appeared from where? His couch. Maybe yeah. Came out of nowhere, right straight off the couch. Straight off the couch. Just like Justin Pugh, but uh, you know the difference <laughs> is that one player actually did something; the other one can't block to save his life. Uh, yeah, honest, I think it's Joe Flacco. It should have been Joe, but it's gonna be Demar. Let's let's. Kind of be honest for. Yeah, you made like what one play? I get. I think he played 18 snaps all season. And that was it. We're not going Demar because we're not upset. It's just that like he hasn't done much. Like we like we all understand that he came back from 
Death, we understand what he came back from. Right? Yeah, that's, that's like, the great thing. That he's he didn't healthy, play. That he's yeah. upright. We'll give I, him props. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, he's he's healthy and he's upright. Like exactly. I said, name another award after him for overcoming extreme odds, but don't give him the award for being coming back to what you – technically, by legal definition, he came back to exactly what it was before he got was hurt. before a special team happened. safety right. who had a quick who had a quick first step. That's what he was. Yeah. And, you know, maybe don't put his name and number on the – behind of a – what's oh, it, on the, the ambulance? Am- on the ambulance? Yeah, don't that do that. That was insane. That's <laughs> kind of like, – yeah, that was questionable. Thing. Don't no put way. his name on an ambulance. The in on him during that, like they flash the ambulance ride presented by Demar Hamlin being alive. Yeah. So I'm going Flacco. All right, fair enough. And then Coach of the Year, the likely favorite is Kevin. Stef- and this is all be- uh, from the New York Post, by the way. Uh, they say that Kevin Stefanski is the favorite, and I'm not just saying this because Lou's here. I low key think it should be Dan Campbell, but I digress. Uh, no one's going D'Amico in here? I'm going D'Amico. Yeah, I'm going. Go. The Lions just won the division. I wasn't born. I wasn't born. You, you talk about a team that's well, going to the playoffs. From, Nate, from the middle I, of nowhere to winning a division. It's got to be, be Houston. The problem with Dan Campbell winning it is – most prognosticators in a lot of the media pick right. the Lions to win the division. So it's not that much of a surprise. No, I'd have to go with D'Amico Ryans. I love what That's he's right. doing. They were the Houston. favorite to win the division. It would almost be more like disappointing if they didn't win it. 100%. Right. And I mm-hmm. plus, and, 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 I took and, the over and, on Houston for their win total. So I'm the same reason it. Sirianni didn't win it. I'm it's letting my love for Detroit. That's probably why. I'm letting my love for Detroit yeah. success no, get no, to it. It's the same reason Shanahan didn't win it last year. Neither did Sirianni. They were expected to be contenders. That's why right. Dave all won it? He took a duct tape and spit team to the playoffs. That's why, so, that's why well, Chuck Daly also, never won Coach of the Year, and that's why uh, you know Phil never won it with the with, with right. the Lakers because they were always good. They were always expected to be there. Coach of the Year and Most Improved Player. Of the you know who like, once you won reach, Coach of the Year? Pete. Once okay. See <laughs> once you reach like a he's certain won biggest level, lot of bubble gum though. Okay, once you he's reach got a that. certain level. No like though the, those awards. They shouldn't be for that. Like Bill Belichick should never win Coach of the Year. Like, I, yeah. I don't think so. I'm, I'm going to Miko though. All right, Nate, let's, yes. let's let's rip the bandit off and hit the hard one right here. Exactly. MVP: Lamar, Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, and Tyreek Hill are these top six candidates for this award. One by one. Let's going to win it. Seacrest out Lamar. Jared, so does Jared gonna go Lamar? Yeah. No question. No Brian. Yeah. It's going to be Lamar, but I would love it was Christian McCaffrey. Me too. Subi? It's going to be Lamar, and I think it should be Lamar. Lou? I'm right there with Subi. Both ways, I think it should be Lamar, and it will be Lamar. If, uh, if they give it to Dak Prescott, I'll puke my guts out. No, it's not happening. <laughs> it's Kevin? Not happening. Dak had That's too like, rough of a they, pass towards the end of the season. Jason, so my question okay. is, is this who we think is going to win or who – we think should win. That's I know who I think is going to win is Lamar. Who thinks it's Lamar is going to win it? No question yeah. about that. Mm-hmm. I would give it to CMC. Same. I give it to CMC too. Personally, I give it to, I give it to Tommy DeVito because he. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He okay. Three games. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He fucked up our draft position. <laughs> no, Brian Daybold did that, but that's a whole other question. That's right. That's a whole different discussion. 
Bailey Zappi did that with us too, even though we still have three. There's an argument to be made. This team could have only you guys won. Like, could have had a game. chalupa with arms throw that football down the field would have been better for your season at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that Dak, uh, Dak Prescott's up there for MVP, it's a bit shocking. He has Listen, he, had a, he had a great season. He, he had a great yes, season. The problem is, is just up there. He doesn't deserve to win. He got no. gift wrapped so many short fields because of that defense. And yeah. uh, but here's one take. They didn't have a good defense. They had an opportunistic defense. That's right. There's a very large difference. There is. on tape, difference. if I was Dan Quinn, I'd be having a stroke after every game watching film. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm probably going to go with, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just Lamar, he's, he's you know, played well. Obviously, the number one seed, and that kind of speaks for itself. So, yeah, no question. I'm going to go with Lamar, but uh I, I don't know. It'll, it'll be, it would have been nice to see like a running back like CMC or poss. I'm just saying possibly he's not going to obviously do it, but if Tyreek Hill was healthy and had a you know um, crazy season, he it would have been nice to see him win MVP too. Uh, but let's face it, guys, this NFL season was just ridiculously crazy, as Josh Mahler says here in the in the chat. Then the, you know, the Bengals finished nine and eight. They were at the bottom of the division. The Bucks were nine and eight, and they won the division. That's the NFL just. Well, at least they were nine and eight, not eight yeah. and nine. Okay. I'm just, I, I'm, I, I'm just I ready for the regular season of the Band-Aid to be ripped off. Can we just get the postseason freaking kicking already? Those okay, last, just okay, just, be, just because your team always makes a damn playoffs, Jared, doesn't mean we, you know, the rest of us can enjoy the damn fucking Yeah, this is why Nick Sirianni right. won't get fired because he's made the damn playoffs his first three years in a row. <laughs> I mean, listen, at that point, like, it, it, I heard one guy the other day call him Chip Kelly 2.0. I'm like, were you That's around crazy. for the Chip Kelly, Kelly years? Were you around for him cutting yeah, Deshaun yeah. Jackson? Some he had people should not have eyes. an open forum, okay? Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia fans are the one fandom who should not have access to Twitter. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's, guys, it's funny. I got I, I hate to do this. I got to run. But I just wanted yeah. to say thank you for having me on. This has been yes, a sir. lot of fun. Thank um, you, Lou. Enjoy Lou. the playoffs, eh? And before you go, before you go, Lou, I got it because we're just about to end it. I got to get it from you before you go. Who's winning the Super Bowl? You, you got to give me a team. Is it your Detroit or is it someone else? Are, it's are not going to be Detroit. Okay. All right. We're I, good. I, I, I would love it to be the Lions, obviously. Me too. But, me too. Uh, no, I, I don't want to go chalk. I just. Something tells me San Francisco is not going to the Super Bowl, but and I could see a wild card run by the Eagles if their heads are on straight. Ooh, but again, like it. I said, <laughs> when you got Matt Patricia leading your defense, I don't have any faith in him. So I don't think I think Matt I think Patricia it's wide open. Like a, a smoke screen. They were trying to figure out if they could get Ron Rivera as an advisor. <laughs> but anyways, thanks guys. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate thanks. you. So thanks for thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, I think at this point now, let's, uh, look, we reached the end of the show. We talked about a lot of stuff today, Black Monday, the playoff picture, award predictions, all that stuff. Uh, so before we go, uh, if you guys would like to just tell our audience where we can find you, uh, outside of this show, let's start with, uh, well, I know Brian's with me with, with the podcast. So I'll start with Jared. Jared, I mean, we see you all the dang time at the Corner Booth podcast every week. Uh, oh, yeah. Where, where else can we find you, good sir? You, you can find me and the Motley crew of morons, a.k.a. my my crew of co-hosts that I love dearly, Matt and Chris. You can find us at Everything Corner Booth Pod on YouTube, TikTok, Threads, Instagram, X, whatever. Um, you can find us also, oh, me also at Belly Up Jared because X doesn't like me changing my name, apparently. And that being <sighs> said... It. 
Uh, we will all, we are always live at seven on Thursdays for the Coin Booth pregame, where you can catch one, some of these motley characters getting a little rip roar and raucous as usual. Uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, we usually alternate between doing our show depending on if there's a big game on or not. Next week will be Tuesday because either I'll be mourning the end of the Eagles season or shooting off like blanks into the sky, saying <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> so either way. Um, uh, next, we're going to have a good show Thursday, uh, breaking down, picking every single playoff game. Uh, Matt, congratulations to him. Won our regular season picks championship. But picks are worth double in the playoffs, baby. And he started choking. I was down by 12 going into week 14. I'm down by six right now. At nice. least shrinking. But the, com- the p- comeback. The comeback is possible. Oh, by the way, uh, my Super Bowl pick is the Baltimore Ravens. But my heart and somewhat part of my gut is telling me Jalen Hurts is going to – is going to cause some chaos. He may not win the damn thing, but he is going to fuck up somebody's boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, I got to run as well. Kevin, always a pleasure. Oh, Brian, pleasure yep. meeting you. Soups, love you, buddy. Nick, great job. Thank you, Jared. I appreciate you, sir. Um, all right, let's go to Subi. Uh, Subi, great to, have, great to have had you on here today, man. Uh, where can we find you uh, outside of this show? Nathan, this was a blast, man. Thank you for having me. You can find us uh, on X at CBB Theater. uh, And then you can also find us on YouTube. Just type in Theater in College Hoops. We're on Instagram as well, Theater in College Hoops. Uh, Season's heating up. I know with the close of NFL here in the next couple weeks, it's going to be all college basketball, which I'm super pumped about. Kind of yes, sad Jared just left because I know he's a Carolina fan. we got a great episode with uh, someone who ca- covers Carolina basketball coming out tomorrow. If you guys have any comments, questions, concerns. Hey, Sienna Saints, they're always a, uh, a player there. <laughs> yeah, the they're, they're, they're not too good this year. They're kind of That's all right. Year, but... Hey, conference tournaments, baby. That's when we get we <laughs> yeah, really get to it, Brian. So I appreciate it, Nathan. Those That's where you can find me. Uh, excited to dive into these nfl playoffs as well appreciate it man yes sir thank you subi appreciate you as always man and just definitely want to check out your content on theater on college hoops uh yeah i don't watch college hoops as much but uh i don't know go duke i guess i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying uh and then kevin where can we find you good sir i know your fantasy well, baseball show starting on sunday subi since you're you know, the college basketball guy one question for you because this is a clemson household okay clemson do they make the uh the, the tournament I think they do. I'll tell you what, though, Kevin, uh, I have been tweeting about how I'm still trying to be I'm apprehensive about them because they they've started well the last few years. January, February is kind of where they fold. I wanted to see them beat Carolina the other day. They They did did not. not. Uh, But I think they have enough to get in. Okay, so have that. I'm glad to hear that answer. And uh, but uh, as far as content, if you go up to the uh, Belly Up Fantasy website, you will find currently uh, two articles that were dropped by me recently. One is uh, I took a look forward to the fantasy baseball season, the 2024 first. I was first there, okay, because it dropped on the very first day of the year. So if you're into fantasy baseball at all, you need to get over there. I talk about uh, who's better. Is it Su- uh, uh, Soto? Is it Otani? And some other things I bring up over there, you definitely want to check that out. But I also took a look back at the fantasy football season. And uh, I talk about who's my fantasy MVP, who's my fantasy rookie, who's the fantasy disappointment of the year. And so you definitely want to get over there to the Bailey Fantasy website. 
And uh, also, as we've mentioned throughout the show, Sunday, the Sports Sove Fantasy Baseball Show kicks off the fantasy baseball season, if you will. Sunday, 7 p.m. Central, 8, where time begins, as I'm told. So uh, there's some exciting things going on. And uh, you can always catch me on Twitter or whatever the heck we're talking about right now at uh, Kevin62WILSEA. So that's where you can get. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you as always, sir. We'll check out your show on Sunday. And and of course, like you guys, like like he said, let's check, you know, let's all check out his content on bellyupsports.com and bellyupfantasysports.com as well for uh, Kevin's fantasy article. So thank you, Kevin. I'm going to take you off here as well. I appreciate you uh, you saying, hey, come on board. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, Kevin. Thank thank you, Subi. Thank you, Kevin. We'll talk to you guys soon. Um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And then there were two. This is familiar. Oh, yeah, we're, we're used to this. We, we've done this. We've done this a lot. We've done this yeah. a lot. Um, as Well, Brian, we, we, we all know you can find, uh, well, they can find you on our podcast, the Back to the Backup podcast. Uh, where else can we find you, good sir, on social media? Uh, so if you're in the Albany region on WBCR 88.3 The Saint, I host two shows in that one on the Siena Coaches Show, which is Thursdays at 6, and then the back pages. New York Sports Talk at 8 on Sunday nights. On Twitter, BrianPG1016. If you want to hear uh, depressed Mets, Giants, Rangers, Knicks, Notre Dame football fan rants, go ahead. And then, of course, I'm belly up. Uh, covered Notre Dame a lot this year. Moving over to hockey right now and then baseball when it, when it picks up. Yes, sir, indeed. And then... Of course, for me, uh, yeah, I, I ain't that crazy important, but y'all can find me on Twitter. At no, you Belly- are. Eh, I try. At Belly Up Nate on Twitter or X, whatever it's called these days. I call it Twitter, so let's be honest. Uh, Instagram, not, nothing crazy on there, but you can find me, Nathan underscore Nguyen24 for that. Oh, what a show. Had so many great guests. We had so many great people come in and give their comments as well. If I didn't get to any of the comments, I apologize, but I think I got to all of them. Uh, you can find me and Brian likely next Tuesday. We'll get our f- first episode in a while. Or the first episode of the new year, I should say. Uh, next week, we took a little bit of hiatus, but that's probably my fault. Uh, but we'll get to our first episode next week uh, on Tuesday to discuss the first round of the NFL playoffs. Maybe some Knicks talk. We'll, we'll see. Let's, let's be honest. We don't think yeah, we'll see what's going happen. on. Yeah, we'll see from there. Thank you to y'all for joining and watching. The 2023 Billy Up Sports NFL Playoffs Super Show, presented by uh, Zeke Geek and Righteous Felon Jerky. We'll see you guys next time. Like I said, you can find me and Brian next Tuesday on the Backup to the Backup Podcast. Until next time, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys soon. Enjoy the playoffs, and oh wait, Brian, who we got win this Rubble? I got the... I'll go Niners. I'm going Ravens. Alright, fair enough. We're boring. See you guys next time. Thank you. (laughs) See you guys. Thank you. No one I like. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, hey, go Niners.